Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. And if you are listening to this um, close to real time, we're somewhere early in 2024. Um, if you are just digging through the archives uh, somewhere down the road, then wherever you are, I hope this uh, moment finds you experiencing God's goodness and His presence. Today we're going to look at one of my favorite psalms. Uh, this is a daily lectionary reading from Psalm 107. And before I read, I just want to remind us uh, of the gift of the Anglican lectionary. Uh, the lectionary allows the Bible to come to us uh, rather than us going to the Bible and picking and choosing from it. Uh, it's a Bible reading plan, a plan that puts us in a space where we encounter the scripture. Uh, and I just love the fact that God will meet us so regularly through the readings, uh, readings we did not choose, readings that have been carefully curated and have come down to us uh, through the ages. And so today, the Anglican lectionary has us in Psalm 107 for one of our gospel readings. Now, I'm going to read a relatively long passage of scripture, so just want to encourage you wherever you are to allow yourself to enter into the flow of the poetry, and then we will uh, reflect just for a few moments um, on what the, the psalmist is saying. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endures forever. Let those whom the Lord has redeemed give thanks, those whom he has delivered from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of all the lands, from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They went astray in the wilderness, even in the desert. They found no city to dwell in. They were hungry and thirsty, and their soul fainted within them. And then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. He led them forth by a straight path, until they came to a city where they might dwell. Oh, that they would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. And declare the wonders that he does for the children of men. For he satisfies the empty soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound fast in misery and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and lightly regarded the counsel of the Most High. He also brought down their heart with heaviness. They fell down, and there was none to help them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. For he brought them out of the darkness and out of the shadow of death and broke their bonds asunder. Oh, that they would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness and declare his wonders that he does for the children of men. For he has broken the gates of brass and shattered the bars of iron asunder. The foolish were plagued for their offense and because of their wickedness. Their soul abhorred all manner of food and they were even close to death's door. So when they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, he delivered them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them, and they were saved from destruction. Oh, that they would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness and declare the wonders that he does for the children of men, that they would offer unto him the sacrifice of thanksgiving and tell of his works with gladness. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who carry out their business in great waters, they behold the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For at his word the stormy wind arises, which lifts up the waves. They were carried up to heaven and down again to the deep. Their souls melt away because of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and are at their wit's end. So when they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, he delivers them out of their distress. For he makes the storms to cease so that the waves are still. Then they were glad because they were at rest. And so he brings them into the haven where they desired to be. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would help us to hear um, truth in, in the Bible as we reflect together with a heart that you would renew us. I pray, God, that we would also find our story, our life in this story. I pray that you would help us to not just hear this as poetry written thousands of years ago, God, but that we would find wisdom, truth, a gift here. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I just want you to step back far enough with me to hear what the psalmist is saying. The psalmist describes four groups of people four groups gathered by God, four groups who experience trouble. And they experience trouble for different reasons. And I think that one of the things that we have to hear at the very beginning here is that trouble comes into every life. Sometimes it's just because you end up in a situation uh, and things go wrong. Actually, the first group and the last group, they're just um, people doing their jobs, walking in the first group, working in the ocean in the, in the fourth group, and they end up in trouble. The second and the third group, they end up in trouble because they've done something wrong. Um, they've, they've sinned. They've rebelled. The thing that I think is most important to hear in this space is that trouble comes into every life, whether it's just circumstantial or whether it's because of our own choices or the choices of others. And God wants to meet all of us when trouble comes. The common denominator, or I guess there are a couple of common denominators between the way each group's story unfolds, they all experience trouble. They all cry out to God in their trouble. They are all met by God in their trouble. So they experience trouble, they cry out to God, and they're met by God in their trouble. So let's look at these four groups for a few moments, see if we can find our story in theirs. The first one uh, which we see in verse 4 through 9, they wander in desert wastelands, finding no place to a city where they could settle. These are restless people. J.R.R. Tolkien once said, not all who wander are lost. They're starving because they have no place to settle, no safe place to live. They're just looking. They're searchers. And maybe you're listening to me today and you find yourself searching and you're tired and you're hungry, thirsty, metaphorically. You feel like, I wish I could find a place that felt safe, a place where I could lay my head. They're looking for something good. They just haven't found it yet. And you know as well as I do that when we're looking, when we're searching, when we're out um, pressing into meaning and life and purpose, it's easy to find ourselves in trouble. This group does. They find themselves in trouble. They get weak. They are exposed. They feel vulnerable. And they cry out to God. They ask him to help. And in response to their cry, God leads them to a city, a place where they would dwell. And I love that idea. He leads them. He doesn't drag them. He doesn't push them. He leads them. They must decide whether or not they're going to follow him. The second group that we see in verses 10 through 16, um, this group, it's said, they sit in darkness and deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. We're told that they were subjected to this hard labor because of their rebellion. When we sin, we experience hardship. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, and this group is in trouble because of their sin, because of their rebellion. They feel chained down, powerless to flee, stuck. And maybe there are parts of your life where you feel that way right now. You think, you know, I've made some choices, I've, I've, I've missed the mark, and now I'm paying for it. Well, this group 
in the midst of that hardship, a hardship brought on by their own rebellion, we're told they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. Actually, the language is almost exactly the same for this group compared to the first group who were just out looking for home. This group's in trouble because of sin, and they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and we're told he brought them out of their trouble. He sets them free. He breaks the chains. He breaks the things that are holding them down, and he makes them free. The third group we see in verse 17 through 22, we're told that they become fools through their rebellious ways. They suffer because of their iniquities. They're hurting, and it's because of their own sins, similar to the second group. They're so out of it, they don't even want to eat, drink, we're told. They're just wasting away. But they cry out to the Lord, just like the first two groups. And it's so tempting when we know we're in trouble because of our own doing. Like maybe you're in a season in your life where you're experiencing the loss of connection and intimacy, and it's because you messed up. It's so tempting when that happens to just let our shame keep us isolated that this group doesn't do that. They don't let their failures, they don't let their pain keep them from crying out to the Lord. And they cry out to the Lord in the same way that the second group and the first group cry out to the Lord. So do you see a pattern here? Regardless of whether it was quote unquote their fault or not, they cry out to the Lord. They ask him to come close to them. They cry out to the Lord and they ask. And the Bible here tells us that God sent his word and healed them. God knows our situation. These people were sick because they'd refused to eat and drink. They'd begun to waste away. And God didn't just free them. He healed them. He knows your situation. He knows what we need. The fourth group. Others went out into the sea in ships, and they were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. Now, this group gets into trouble because they're taking risks. They're taking necessary risks. They're fishermen in the ocean. And his wonders are shown through a tempest. God stirs up a tempest. Isn't it strange to me how storms in life can cause us to see God's work in our life if we'll just look, our need to allow him to work, our need to help. Storms have a way of breaking us of the addiction we have to self-sufficiency. Big waves tend to get us in touch with our need for God to help us. So this group is out in the ocean and um, the language says that they go up to the heights, down to the depths. Like you can imagine them riding these giant waves, thinking their boat's going to break apart, thinking they're going to sink, they're going to die. And then we're told in verse 28, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. So the pattern here continues. This group doing nothing wrong, just taking risks, getting out into deep waters. They end up in the same trouble that the first three groups end up in. They can't work their way out of it. And here we're told that God stills the storm, that they're glad when it grew calm. He guided them then to their desired haven, just like the first group who needed a city, the second group who needed to be set free, the third group who needed to be nourished and healed. Now God leads these to their desired haven. So what I see in these four groups of people is that trouble is universal. In our trouble, we're invited to cry out to God. Maybe today there's an opportunity for you to cry out to God. 
rather than just simply internalizing your trouble, your pain, your hurt, your hardship, this may be the day, the opportunity for you to begin to cry out, to say, God, help me, even if you're in a mess of your own making. Help me, God. Meet me, God. Rescue me, God. It's my deep conviction that the Lord's instinct is to move toward us when we acknowledge our need and when we cry out to him. In many respects, the exercise of the last three and a half years in my own life has been an opportunity to acknowledge my need and to cry out to the Lord and to expect him to come close to me and help me and heal me. My prayer for you today is that God would begin to give you a voice, that he would begin to give you language, that you would cry out to him, that you would acknowledge the hurt and the hardship and not be so concerned with whether it was your fault or not. Because one thing, if we learn anything in this psalm, it's that it doesn't ultimately matter. When we find ourselves in trouble and we cry out to God in our trouble, he moves toward us in our trouble. May God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you soon. Thank you.